And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yep, I've got Lance on today's show, and Lance is going to impart on you wisdom as only Lance can impart upon you, because what we're going to do is we're going to get into his story. Now, Lance is a pretty interesting guy. He actually, when he goes to work every day, he actually goes to work to play. Yeah, he, he plays at work. Now, we'll get into what that's all about, but more importantly, what I want to share with you about Lance is that 10 years ago, he realized that he had a retirement problem. He realized that what he was doing for retirement wasn't necessarily working and he needed to change something. So he became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and he has progressed through a 10 year cycle of real estate investing. Now we're going to get into his story and you're going to find out that Lance is one of these guys that didn't do what conventional wisdom told him to do, which was, you know, go to school, get great, get good grades. Now he, I'm sure he did that part, but the next part is get into college, get good grades because you're going to get a higher paying job if you go out of college. Lance did not choose to do that. So at one point in his life, he rejected conventional wisdom. And I, and I love this about Lance. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into Lance's story. We're going to find out why Lance chose not to go to college. And then we're going to figure out how did Lance amass over a million dollars of net worth since becoming a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. All this will be unfolded for you today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, I guess what we need to do is we need to bring Lance onto the show because if we don't do that, then there's nothing to talk about. So with no further ado, Lance, welcome to the show. It is a great pleasure to have you on and I can't wait to get into your story. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So did, did people back in the day tell you that you needed to go to college. I mean, did you hear that from multiple sources? Oh yeah, it's uh, you know everybody tells you that uh, you have to go to college. If you, you, you don't go to college, you're you know you, you're not going to have a chance. <laughs> so what what caused you to to reject their wisdom, their guidance? Why why did you choose not to go to college and instead go into the workforce? Uh, well, the simple and honest answer is uh, I have, was done with school. You know, twelve years I was over it. <laughs> that's the simple, honest answer. Well, that's that's fair, man, because, I mean, you know, you think about it when when you're 18 years of age, your your entire life has been going to school for the most part, has it not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that that could get old. I mean, it got a little over. Now, I enjoyed high school. Did you enjoy high school? I actually had fun in high school. How about you? I, I enjoyed aspects of high school. <laughs> you know, the the the, uh, the fun parts of it, I would say, you know, the socialization and and uh, that that type of thing. Some some classes were, were fun, but uh, some were not. So the concept of beating your head against a rock for another four years was just out the window. You weren't going to do that. You were going to go into the workforce. So how how did you progress into the workforce? What did you do to transition out of school into work? Um, and so I always enjoyed working with my hands, and uh, um, you know, so I, I found a job working at a copier company. But I started off on little, like the mimeograph machines, the folding machines, the spirit machines, you know, the little pieces of paper that everybody likes to smell with the purple ink on it. 
I've never seen those. The oh oh the purple. I know what you're talking about now. I remember that now. Yeah, the purple ink that got everywhere. Is that what you're talking right. about? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> okay, so so what was it like going into the workforce immediately? Did did many of your friends do that, or did they go do the college route? A lot of my friends did the college route or the military route. Uh, it's the two that most of them went to. Okay, so you got into the workforce. You're doing this this job for other people that e- they either don't want to do the job for themselves or they just can't do it for themselves, which is why they hired you, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, a lot of schools use this equipment. Uh, you know, schools and colleges and then uh, churches especially use that type of equipment. Okay. So did did you stay in that line of work or did you transition into different lines of work? I stayed in that line of work for about eighteen years, um, and then. I uh, got lucky in a position come open on Fort Knox, actually working on uh, tank simulators. Uh, Wait so a minute. You I, went you went from <laughs> replication machines to, to tanks? Yeah. The, <laughs> That's a jump. That's a bit of a jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me take you back to that, that 18 years where you were working on all that, that equipment. Did, did they set you up for retirement? I mean, could you have retired from that job? No, I, I remember even early on, you know, I'm a bit older, so I was making a whopping $5.25 an hour when I first started that career. Um, Dude, you were making bank. You were making the big dollars. <laughs> right. Setting the world on fire. Because I think I minimum wage was, what, like three bucks back then, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so you were making the big dollars. All right. So, yeah, I and mean, then I, I remember thinking a few years into that, you know, I am never going to make a million dollars. If I worked my entire life, the pay that I'm making, I will never make even a million dollars. It's impossible. And so I, at the time, I, I thought, well, this is this is the life. You know, this is where it's at. That was it. And Wash, rinse, repeat. This is this is how I live my life. I get up, I go to work. I'm going to do this for the next 18 years until I discover tanks. I mean, that that's kind of how it played out, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Tell me about what they were courting you with, with these 401ks and stuff as you were being hired. What, what were they talking about back in the day? Oh, it was, you know, uh, you got to put in, uh, you know, your maximum allowable amount and we'll match, you know, one and a half percent of it uh, up to a certain percentage. I think it was up to 3% um, is what they would, the company would match. And then, uh, of course, you know, typical 401k, they have a stock, you know, fund manager somewhere. That's, uh, you know, managing what stocks you can have in your 401k. So basically they're, they're, they're giving you the, the pipe dream of as long as you keep shoving money into it, we'll also shove money into it too, because this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And at one point in your future, you're going to have this huge bag of money and you're going to live this luxurious lifestyle on this big bag of money, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and some of them would be honest. You know, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get rich, but you can retire comfortably, you know, type thing. Oh, there's the rub. So even even those guys know that it's it's flawed, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they still sell you on the concept because they don't have any other concept to sell you on, right? Right. That's there that's all there is. So it uh um, you know, that's your option is 401k or nothing. So in the year 2000, you make a radical transition in your life. You move away from one aspect of working into a brand new aspect of working. You, you're in the simulation world now. And 
what is going on with retirement? Talk to me about what your retirement destiny looked like back in the year 2000 when you switched jobs. Uh, for me, my retirement destiny was uh, work till Social Security because that was uh, that was probably going to be my only option. I had I was a married time uh, my ex wife now, but uh, she didn't understand money. I mean, she didn't understand anything about it. Uh, if I could make the minimum on my credit card, we're doing okay. Um, and that's where I was at. So my retirement plan was to try to survive till Social Security age. Now, were you tracking age 67 or were you thinking about age 70 so you can max it out? Uh, I was tracking 67 because uh, three more years could be a lot, you know, uh, at that age. <laughs> okay. So something happened to you about 10 years later. You want, you want to share with the audience that event in your life? Uh, yeah, in 20, 2009, I was divorced. I uh, was $21,000 in credit card debt because I, I took on all the debt. We both had credit cards, but I, hers was the big one. And so I took on all the debt so my son could continue to live in the house, didn't go to school where he was going to school because he was 17 at the time. And uh, I wanted to make sure he could continue to you know, his some stability in his life. So I took on all the, the you know, the debt, $21,000, and uh, uh, divorced and sleeping in the car for a couple of nights. I uh, got lucky and a friend was like, you know, let me sleep on his couch for a little bit until I could get back on my feet. So I think it's it's fair to say that you went through what I would call a financial catastrophe. I mean, your your world got turned upside down. You you got rocked financially. Uh, the life that you thought you were going to have is is no longer the life you thought you were going to have. Now you have to retool, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was choosing between breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Which one am I going to have today? Okay, that's that's a tough place to be in. I I know you're not there now. So how did you how did you migrate away from that that terrible place in your life to where you are now? So I, you know, ultimately had to file bankruptcy, which was in 2010, the fall of 2010. I just couldn't keep up. You know, you you, you, you at that point you just get further and further and further in a hole. So I couldn't keep up. I, fi- I filed bankruptcy in 2010. I was fortunate enough to be able to file Chapter 13, which wiped the debt completely. Uh, so I started back at zero. And at that point, uh, I was able to start actually saving money. Um, I think I had, at the time, I was making $18 an hour. Uh, set, really well, that's a lot better than that $5 now. we were talking about, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> so let, so me, let me stop you right there, Lance. How, how old were you in 2000? Can I ask that personal question of you on the air? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> got to do the math, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm no math genius, that's for sure. Uh, but I was 31 years old. Okay, so I think it's safe to say at the age of 31, you completely restarted your life. Is that a fair statement? Oh yes, yeah. Okay, and and the reason I bring that up is because I know there are people listening to us that are in that place in their life that that are that are struggling and they're trying to find you know, some hope they're trying to find a way out of this, this terrible path that they found themselves on and you found the way out. So go ahead and share with us the rest of the story, Lance. Yeah. So I was, uh, listening to radio and I hear this ad for uh, lifestyles unlimited. It's, you know, uh, about real estate. And I, I had a family member that was very successful in real estate. So I knew that, uh, that was a positive vehicle. And, 
I hear this uh, radio ad about Lifestyles Unlimited and the, uh, the two-day financial freedom class. So my I was remarried, and that was in 2010. I was remarried. Oh, no, I remarried in 2011. So we went to a uh, the financial freedom class when I was we were just dating and uh, sat through Dale Wamsley's two-day class. Um, at the time, like I said, I'm bankrupt. I can't buy any property because, uh, you know, you have to wait four years after bankruptcy. So we joined as financial freedom members, went to the two-day. My wife was not on board. <laughs> uh, but uh, ultimately, uh, she was talking to a friend that she went to high school with, grew up with, and hadn't talked to him to him for a while. And uh, they reconnected, and she said, what are you up to these days? And, of course, Jennifer replied, we're retired. And jokingly, my wife said, what are y'all, Lifestyles members? And she said, well, as a matter of fact, we are. And click, that's what clicked for her. That was it. That was the motive that, that caused her to become a believer, huh? Yes, yeah. Well, a little bit of a believer. So the, the, the Oh, so still some skepticism there, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, well, and I, th- so, and I think it's I think it's safe and fair to have a little bit of skepticism. I mean, my wife was a huge skeptic. I, I was a skeptic of this this Lifestyles Unlimited thing when I first checked it out. How about you? Were you a skeptic? Well, you know, of course, because you know you you always taught to if it's too good to be true, then it's probably not. And uh, so, yeah, you're skeptical. You know, I came, I watched. You know, like I said, we went to the two day, and I'm hearing everything. I don't fully understand it because it's a lot to you know to take on. But I'm hearing everything, and I know, okay, yeah, uh, this is a real estate is an excellent vehicle for retirement at the time. Uh, that was my goal, and uh, so I started pushing a little bit further, and I started saving, saving, and. 2014 was when I was able to actually go buy a property, and that's when I bought our first property. All right, 2014, that was the magic year. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Lance about how he was able to resolve the bankruptcy, buy property, and amass a million dollars worth of net worth. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's, There's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be a part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Lance today, and together 
We are working on your financial freedom. Now, Lance went through a period of his life where things just didn't work out as well as they should have financially for him. He went through a period of divorce and divorce is a very, very stressful situation for everybody concerned with it. Uh, I mean, the two divorcing members, the the family members, it's, it's a very stressful situation. And usually one of the outputs of divorce is some kind of financial catastrophe. Well, Lance, Lance lived through that and he was forced to file bankruptcy. Now, Lance, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about how you were able to remediate that bankruptcy and how you were able to put it in the rearview mirror, because it's it's not stopping you today, is it? No, definitely not. So if you, when you file a bankruptcy, a Chapter 13, which it wipes the debt clean, you, you, you cannot get a uh, conventional mortgage for four years. Um, so... I waited the four years and with bated breath because I knew, okay, in four years I'm doing this. And so exactly to the month, four years later, uh, we purchased our first rental property in October of 2014. Okay, so you'd been a member of Lifestyles Unlimited for a year and a half, so but you couldn't buy any property. So what were you do- doing during that 18-month time period? Were you networking? Were you educating yourself? What exactly were you doing to prepare for that, that date in 2014? Definitely networking and then soaking up all of the education that uh, Lifestyles offers, uh, you know, massive amounts of uh, education on their portal. Uh, and we were watching it over and over and over, talking to people, getting ideas, networking, you know, just uh, preparing ourselves for what was to come. Okay, so we get to October of 2014. You're four years beyond the bankruptcy. You basically have a green light from lenders now. What did you do? So we, at the time, uh, they had a ready-to-buy list for new members, uh, and we got on that list, and we got a phone call from Lee, uh, one evening, this property is available. Are you interested? We said, absolutely. So we went out to take a look at the property. And, of course, it, you know, this one was in Fort Worth. Uh, there's a gentleman that had married, and he was you know, getting rid of his bachelor house, so to speak. So we, we went to take a look, opened the door. There's radio blaring to keep people from breaking in. There's car parts all over the living room, um, you know, old 70s, everything, orange carpet, Gold countertops, gold linoleum. It's, I feel like you're sweet talking me right now, Lance. This sounds like a beautiful property. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was magnificent. You know, your first property, you're scared as I'll get out and just you know, it's hard to see the vision. But uh, as they say, it definitely smelled like money. Nice. So, how much how much money of your own did you drop into that asset? So, Do you remember? Again, blue collar guy, not making a lot of money. I did have a 401k and I had a little bit of savings. So I pulled 14000 out of my 401k as a loan. Um, and then I had a little bit with me. But so ultimately it was 17000 out of pocket to purchase and rehab that property. Have, have you, do you still own that property or did you dispose of it? We sold that property in 1031 uh, into another single family um, back in. Uh, 2020. Okay, so you sold the property and you did something called a 1031 exchange. Our listeners have no idea what you're talking about. Go ahead and tell them tell them what you actually did. So 1031 exchange is uh, it's a way to move your capital gain to the next property without having to pay the tax on it. Um, 
So you 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 is buy that legal? property that's a little yes, it is. It's a it's a IRS code. Ten thirty one is an IRS document where you take your funds, you move them into a bigger property, and do what's called a leg up. You have to just keep moving it to a bigger property, and that avoids the capital gains until you ultimately sell and don't buy anything else, or you die. And when you Man, die, that, is that a, capital gain goes away. That is a good, good deal. So how much money did you move out of that first property into the follow-on property? Do you remember? Yeah, ultimately, with the sell from that property, we took $52,000 and put it into the next one. Okay, slow down. Time out, time out. You put, you put seventeen grand into that property, and then you a little bit later on, you were able to take like 50 some thousand dollars out of it and move it into another property? Uh, yeah, but actually before that, we were able to refinance it and pull out $20,000 to buy a property. So we've, we've uh, benefited twice as far as being able to buy more real estate. So you learned that you could buy an asset, you could improve that asset, that asset could go up in value, and then you could sell that asset and ultimately buy two with it, even though you took money out to buy one along the way. Wow. <laughs> right. Sounds complex, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it, uh, it sounds complex, but uh, if you, you, know, you know what you're doing, it's very simple. Did you go out and buy apartments after you had bought houses previously? Yeah, we uh, we found a six-unit apartment uh, in southern Indiana, which is just across the river from here in Louisville. So why why make the jump from single-family to multifamily? Uh, it's because of the power of uh, increasing the value. With a single-family home, it's rated or you know appraised to the ones next door to it. it it's it's a hundred thousand dollar house. It's a hundred thousand dollar house. There's not much you can do to increase that value, but with apartments. Uh, you increase the value by uh, increasing the net operating income, how much money it's bringing in uh, after all your uh, operating expenses. And so you can reduce the operating expenses that the old owner had, and you can increase the rents to increase the income, and that's where you get your value of, a, of an apartment. So you, you took the proceeds from a single-family property. You 1031 them into this six-unit. Am I getting this correct? Yes. So I think I think this is really really cool. You you started with one house, you disposed of that house, you bought flood properties, you you paid like nothing for the flood properties because people were just literally giving them, giving them away. So you you bought some flood properties, you you improved those flood properties, you watched those flood properties increase in value, you harvested the value, you used a 1031 exchange totally permissible from the United States government to buy a six unit apartment community, man, you must be tired. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, I, you know, I'm working a full-time job and I'm still able to manage this property and manage the vendors. And, uh, uh, it's fun. You know, it's, uh, it's enjoyable. So for quote weekend work, it's, uh, it's, it's something I really enjoy. So what, what did you pay for that six unit apartment community? I'm just getting nosy now. Uh, we paid three eighty five um, uh, on the property, and his NOI was about two thousand dollars a year. His income, and so as as a result of raising rents and bringing down costs, it uh, now it has a fifty two thousand dollars a year uh, net operating income. Wait a minute, you went from two thousand to fifty two thousand? Yes. 
That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. That, that right there, that right there is the power of multifamily. And now how long have you had this asset for? We've owned it since November of 2021. So it'll be, it's coming up on two years this November. So in, in a, in a two year period of time, you've more than doubled the value of this asset. You've got what, like a half a million dollars of, or, or even more possibly in equity in this thing right now. Yeah. The equity right now is right at five sixty five. Okay. So you, you obviously have a dead equity problem. Do you not? Absolutely. I do. Okay. What are you, what are you going to do about that? So we're looking to sell this property probably right after the first of the year. We, we, we're selling two single families right now. We've got one sold and one's going on the market tomorrow. And so uh, we'll take that cash, go try to find another uh, apartment community. And then next year we'll sell the six unit along with one more single family house and then move that into a bigger apartment. You are exponentially ratcheting up your earning power with your investments. You realize that, right, Lance? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the building now currently, it cash flows right at $2,800 a month. 2800 bucks a month. And that's that's essentially tax-free because you're taking the depreciation write-offs on the asset, and that's protecting your income stream, right? Yeah, yeah. And since my wife's retired, she's able to become what's called a real estate professional, which is just a, a title that the IRS has that will allow her to shelter my income. So... On my income last year, I only paid $1,200 in federal tax. What was your effective tax rate? I, I love comparing that with, with my guests. I, Do you even remember? It was, less than, it was less than 5%. I, I don't remember the exact. The year before, it was 5%. This year, it was less than 5%. Okay, you beat me. I was, I was less than 6% this year, so I, I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got some work to do to catch up with guys like you. So clearly retirement is not a pipe dream for you anymore. Retirement is something you're staring right in the eyes. When do you think you'll be able to have the, the ability to step away from that simulation career? Now, what you do sounds really cool. So you may not want to quit, but wouldn't it be nice to have the control to quit if you wanted to? Yeah, that's my projected retirement date is August of 2025. August of 2025. So we got a little over two years to go. And do you see any speed bumps along the way? Not really. Uh, uh, you know, unless I do something dumb, <laughs> which I, being a Lifestyles member, I don't foresee that happening because I've got way too many people I can call and bounce things off of and before I make a mistake. I, I think it's incredible. Now you're, you're living in Kentucky. So you're one of our national members. Um, how do you find the support system from lifestyles unlimited? Are we, are we giving you everything you need in the great state of Kentucky so that you can continue to buy these, these great assets that are returning phenomenal returns for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, you know, the, the just the online portal itself, uh, education classes, um, I can pick up the phone. I can call my national uh, multifamily mentor anytime. Literally, they will take the time and hold your hand through every single step. Yeah, because you're you're part of the community. You know, if if you flourish, the rest of us flourish, and if we flourish, you you tend to flourish too. And you know, we we culminate the culture every year at Expo. Do you go to the Expo events? Oh yeah, every single year. Tell me about your expo experience, because mo most people listening to us, they're, they're thinking expo. Isn't that where you go to buy, like, fishing boats and stuff like that? Uh, two days of uh, 
real estate uh, education, and then there's also uh, you know you get your uh, time with Dell, where he gives his opinion on real estate for you know the future and the past, and plus the networking, just the networking with amazing people that you know all the different stories of uh, where they came from and where they've gone and. Uh, getting ideas from them on uh, how they operate properties and where they're buying. And it's literally, you can network with people all over the nation and invest wherever you want. Don't forget about the parties. You go to the parties, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that is the extra benefit of the after parties uh, uh, with, you know, packed full of people, you know, (laughs) it's quite exciting. Yeah, that expo event, man, that is that is the annual thing that I love to attend for all the reasons you just cited, Lance. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to seeing you at Expo, as well as the people listening to us on the radio today. Now, if you want to become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and do exactly what Lance and I are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.